The following show will contain spoilers, but trust us, you'll want to hear about it anyway. Christ! We're not hunting him! He's hunting us! Welcome to Subversive Cinema. I have known you since you were a kid, Ricky. Ever since you were seven and eight years old, you've shown superhuman strength. Disrespectful conduct, flippant and tasteless verbal remarks. No, no, I'm afraid that they wouldn't approve of that at all. Ah! Welcome back to the show. Yet another week and another investigation into the subversive sauce of some of the weird, wacky, and downright wrong entries in cinema's history. That's what we do here on the show. I'm your host, Art, here to be your purveyor of the peculiar, your wrangler of the weird, and Sherpa to the strange. And, uh, well, fuck. Today uh, is, is actually a, a first for me in that... The movie we're going to talk about, and I apologize out the gate for being so polarizing, I don't like it. <laughs> I did not like it, and I don't think my guest did either. But we are here to talk about 2009's Trash Humpers by one-time indie darling Harmony Corinne. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. But to talk about it, for more pain, I brought back Chris. The Human Centipede trilogy wasn't enough to hold him back. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah 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 so um so chris yeah your first movie outside of the human centipede trilogy right that i've had you on for yes it is yes and, outside of the uh, three human centipedes yes you are now yes. our specialist on that and uh you yep. are also going to be our specialist on trash humpers let me ask you had you ever heard of this movie i have not ever heard of this movie before you asked me to watch it and here's the big question. Are you glad I made you watch it? I, I am not. This movie, I, I, you know, I can't believe someone actually made this. Like, <laughs> how could somebody actually feel like this? You know, I, I, I said the same things I think about Human Centipede. And I have to say that I wish I was watching Human Centipede. And it, rather, Human Centipede 3, which was my least favorite of all three of them. Um, I would watch that for days on end just so I don't have to watch this movie once. <laughs> Fantastic. So, why why all this vitriol you oh dear listener may be asking. Well, let's let's start out here. So, Trash Humpers from 2009 is a story about old people masks breaking shit, humping shit, and doing weird shit. That's it. That's the movie. I'm just going to go ahead and just, we're going to essentially for this episode, we're going to cover characters and what the fuck. Because when it comes to story, I know I'm going out of order. There is none. So there's zero story here. It is a sequence of images that have no real connective tissue. So we're not even going to bother with story. Mm -hmm. But we will talk about characters because... Uh, outside of the four trash humpers, the three old, quote-unquote, old men and old woman, there are a small cavalcade of really strange fucking people that they encounter in Nashville, Tennessee. That's so the, by, the byline of this says uh, on IMDb, follows the lives of a small group of sociopathic elderly people in Nashville, Tennessee. And, yeah, so I'll wait for what the fuck to really get into all the... Uh, background of this uh but so chris let's let's dive in here so what 
character or characters stood out to you and why? Well, <laughs> you know, let's start at at the beginning where it, it begins with, you know, I mean, one of the opening scenes and, and it bounced around a little bit, but there was an old man and they were humping trash cans, which, okay, it's trash humpers, I get it. But then the old man was blowing a tree yes through a chain link fence and i yeah. that stood out to me that that was like okay he's literally blowing a tree branch so they didn't just do they didn't just hump trash they did all kind of other stuff too they humped trees one of them was humping a refrigerator <laughs> that was in use like it was in somebody's kitchen i mean it was uh, i don't know I, I, I really don't know what to say, but I believe that, that, particular, me. <laughs> that particular old man was Travis. So you have the four old people, right? They had names. Yes, they did. So there was okay. uh, and you only hear them referred very, very sporadically, if at all. The one woman is Mama, the bald one whose birthday they celebrate uh, or they give him a cake or whatever the fuck is Buddy. They reference him specifically. So there's the woman. Buddy is the bald guy who never wears a hat. Then there's okay. Travis, the guy who always wears the fishing hat, the one who was uh, blowing the, the tree. and The tree, yeah. Yeah, who yeah. likes to, you know, who also had the heart on in his boxers, and then later he was just jerking he, off yes. to the trash can yes, uh, with that dildo. And then there's Harmony Corinne, the director himself, playing the cackling Hervé, who's the one behind the camera for most of this. He's the one in the Confederate shirt. Ah, uh, yes, the Confederate the, flag the shirt. Hair. Yes, yes, yes. So for most of the time, he's the one who's always cackling with that fucking laugh. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Other than that, there are these random people that they do meet. So so you like the guy who blew the 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 tree branch. Yeah, and the, uh, and the kid who was smashing the baby doll with a hammer. Oh, yes. And, and then was being drug around, I think, by one of the, the, old, the old man... Um, they had him on a leash and it was, they were pulling him around on a wheelchair. It was just, I don't know what to say about this. I really don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's horrible. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Side note about the kid, right? Who, who hit the, the, the baby doll. Yeah. Fun fact. So as I was sitting down to watch this movie last night, my wife, Ashley was sitting down to watch the beginning of it. And it was not when they were making fun of the kid, and it was not when he showed what he had learned, which is you put a plastic bag over the baby doll's head and then you choke them. It was <laughs> when he took a hammer and started yes. hitting the baby doll in the head for a long time, a minute straight, and yeah. just laughing. It, 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 this is what it sounds like. So that part really disturbed Ashley for some reason. And she just said, I can't, and got up and just walked out. She says, that's just too much, too much. And I get it. Maybe it's because she's seeing our kid. I don't know. It's a fucking doll. It's clearly a doll. It's not supposed to be a, a baby. But it is demented. And probably the one thing I'll say to the movie's credit is um, that it certainly has a lot of demented moments in it that are just weird and disturbing to see but that does not a movie make so no 
It, it doesn't. And it's the fact that it's a series of smash cuts into things that are completely unrelated is like, what is the point? Well, I'll get into that in a little bit, but because there are some things I read and essentially the, the preview to what I'm saying about the, what I'm going to say about it is this is one of those movies where the story behind it and the idea behind it is infinitely more interesting than what ended up coming to fruition for, mm. for me, you know, and I think for a majority of people. So one guy who I really liked was this musician who is just completely obsessed with talking about big dicks. And so he sings this wonderful song. song. (laughs) Yes, on an out-of-tune guitar that might be missing a string or two. it's these weirdos that they run into then you had this fucking like this weird dance sequence while they're drinking beer outside of a camper and i'm pretty sure the guy's talking about how he's gonna die soon hold on let me let me see this what this this old man says lord have mercy feel that Mm. I've been run over a tractor. Hey, three car. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Suffice to say. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to leave that in there. Suffice to say that sort of clip is kind of representative of what the fuck is happening in this movie. So, all right, whatever, fuck it. Any other characters you want to call out before we just start talking about what the hell's wrong with this thing? Uh yeah, I'd like to call out the uh three hookers that they had a party with when they oh, were singing Amazing yes. Grace and uh and then Christmas carols? Yes. While like while one of them's giving a guy a hand job? Yes. <laughs> Yes, that, I don't know what that just randomly found itself in there, <laughs> dude. I I just love playing the asses like a bongo drum yes. for like two minutes straight. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is a rarity for the show, so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and have to take a drink real quick here. Oh. Wow. 
this movie. Yeah. This is definitely the worst movie I've ever seen. I mean, I can say I've seen a lot of bad movies, mm -hmm. but this was just, this was just beyond. I mean, it was something that it, it just looked like little kids threw it together and there was just no rhyme or reason to it. Now, I want to hear the backstory since I've never heard of the movie. I do know who made it considering that I've seen kids and, and, and things like that. So, yeah. uh, which I thought was, was, you know, at the time I saw it, which is many years ago, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. So I'm curious to hear what, the backstory is to this because there had to be a backstory. This could not be what they thought the final product was going to be. <laughs> no, it was all it was all very much done on purpose. So, part of it uh, came as a backlash to an experience he had making the film uh, that he had done prior to this two years earlier called Mister Lonely, and it um, it was a film that was a, a, apparently, at least as far as the, the facts I read, it was his most expensive movie to date. So he felt very hamstrung because it was a studio picture, I believe. And just all the, the, the shit that went along with it, you know, of having to work within budgets and listening to other people give you yays or nays. So he decided that the next film he would make would, in the words of this particular article... It would be as close to or akin to an artist painting on a canvas. Like, there's an immediacy to it. He wanted to just make a movie and get it done. And he based this off of some imagery and memories he had growing up between seeing just beaten up trash cans in the small town he grew up and just seeing them under spotlights of streetlights at night and how they just sort of looked almost like gnarled humans and then he combined that with this actual group of elderly men who were peeping toms that lived in his town that all worked at a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and then when they weren't working, they would cover themselves in mud and fake plants and just hide in people's bushes to watch them. Wow. So he combined these into this thing. But my favorite line that, that he explained as to why he was trying to do this is, he's, here's what Harmony Corinne said, that he had no idea who the film would appeal to while he was making it, but he said... I didn't want it to be a film in the traditional sense, but more like an artifact or a documentation. It was this idea that maybe there were no mistakes, that it was a found object. The kind of thing you could imagine finding in an attic somewhere, in a ditch drenched in blood, or floating down the river in a plastic bag. And that, that particular sentiment is so evocative to me, like, that it made me look at this differently in that, because, you know, growing up making, you know, bullshit backyard movies with a VHS camera... All I thought was, you know, this does have that sense of you've stumbled onto something that wasn't meant to be seen. Mm. So there is an element of that voyeurism. And I don't mean, again, to make this sound like a big defense of the movie because it's really not. I, I find a lot of things about it just insufferable. But there are things that I find admirable. And the fact that it was shot on VHS... And he did that very much on purpose because he was sort of combating the idea of high definition and digital in that there is something interesting in the analog. And I completely agree. I think analog films, old films, you know, things actually shot on film, there is, as David Lynch would say, room for mystery in the dark recesses. You know, your mind can wander and, and be curious. So I guess in this sort of found footage horror thing whatever this fucking movie is there are elements about it again that i see what he was trying to do and look he doesn't give a fuck this was probably made for you know 
the cost of a few McDonald's lunches, and that was it. Oh, yeah. So it's like, who cares? He just did it because he wanted to do it. And, you know, kudos to that. But, I, I you know, I think the idea of trying to, to do that is 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 very alluring. But making a viable product out of that, that's a totally separate question. Uh-huh. This was not a viable product. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, when he was done making the movie, he didn't want to release it in a traditional way. He actually wanted to just start dropping the film off as unmarked VHS tapes at police stations, leave them in random stores so people just found it. But apparently because that would mean that there was no, there would, there would be a copyright issue in doing that, so he, he didn't do that. But, you know, now that would have been like a performance art piece at that point. I mean, that's honestly what this thing is to me, is it's a piece of performance art. It's weird because what the people are doing other than killing people, it's all real for the most part. I mean, you're seeing them smash shit and break shit and Mm -hmm. they're just running around doing deviant weird shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So let's talk about some what-the-fuck moments, buddy. Uh, I mean, where do we begin? I know. Pick a pick a (laughs) pick a minute marker and then we'll we'll have it from a, a little a little kid in a suit beating a baby doll to to two old men just listening to a hacked baby monitor and just listening to a baby crying as it's entertainment you know they you know the 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 guys who pretend to be you know connected twins yes yes with the hat and then all of a sudden they're not the same guys are walking around without being connected yeah they're doing like in the basement it's like performing (laughs) they're performing an art piece for these old people you know and then yeah pancakes with with dish soap yes my favorite though would be the the random corpse that they just that he just watches and looks at for a long time and then walks around so you get a good shot of the balls just yes there. yes yes the goat shot i agree i agree that one was a little freaky also when um when they killed the guy who was cross-dressing the, the french made they in hit the kitchen. With a hammer yeah yeah and they were playing with their dog at the same time oh yeah oh I, and like the, he's yeah she's sitting there picking up the dog and i got nervous because i was like oh fuck what are they gonna they're do gonna kill the dog, dog yeah but, but they didn't no <laughs> she didn't and said they just uh they just look at what they've done you better go somewhere. Damn, y'all killed this dude. Y'all killed the dish shit. Do not leave this in your mind. Y'all killed the dish shit. Damn. This dude danced his last dance for God's sake. Uh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How about I mean... <laughs> how about this random fucking guy? who goes on this long explanation of how shelves were used for a ladder? I got these shelves for my cats, and I thought they would like to climb on them, but everything I put on them, they would knock off. So this is the watch goat, and this is how I know if they've been up this high or not, because if they knock this off, they all know they've been up there. There was a couple monologues. Um, there were a couple monologues in this that were pretty interesting. <laughs> yes, there were. Uh, I actually, you know, I'm trying to... Okay, I, I have to, full disclosure, I was not of complete sound mind when I watched this. Uh, so this was a real fucking weird movie to watch when you're under the influence. 
it's only 78 minutes long, but my God, there were stretches of it that I would have swore went on for 30 minutes. And that's just the dilation of time, courtesy of substances and stuff. No, it definitely uh, but, felt that way. I was not under the influence at the time I watched it, and it felt like it was four hours. <laughs> uh, how about the stand-up comedian, quote-unquote, with his arm in a sling and a fucking neck brace? Yes. <laughs> and he, his prowess of telling jokes is, uh, is, is paralleled by... Only my other podcast. Let's see what that sounds like. Uh, quick heads up that the the following clip will probably have some shit in it that may offend some people. I don't endorse it. I'm just playing what's in the movie. Go into the casino and the man who runs it says to me, you look like you got a lot of meat down there. And I say, I'll fucking kick your ass, you faggot. Yeah, there's a lot of racism in this too. The colored gentleman was laughing real hard at that. And, uh... Two faggots walk into a into an old shop and say, uh, where's that tire I, I asked to have fixed? And they say, you better watch it. We don't like your kind around here. You look like you want to suck a cock. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you want to suck a fucking cock. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to tell them. <laughs> okay. That reaction at the end was the best. Shut up. Yeah. I'm trying to tell them. So there was that. That was always fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There was. Uh, there's so many random speeches. Again, I think was was the uh, the guitar player. The guitar player was the the trumpet player in bed, who uh, who <laughs> he had some interesting thoughts on some shit. Look at him, my pal. My pal is the revenant. He's seventh son of the seventh son. He can't die. He's already six hundred years old. And he can't die. Uh, uh, listen, I reserve the right to die. I reserve the right to die. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, I guess it gets to the point. It's so bad that you, you know, it's, it's like a train wreck. You can't stop watching it you kind of want to see where it goes and then it just goes absolutely nowhere <laughs> yeah it really does i guess it does end in that one sequence that was pretty disturbing in that they they go and they break into the house and then mama steals the baby and at that point you're like well, what the fuck are they gonna do you know given everything they've done and Instead, she just carries the baby around and just takes the baby and goes around and around and around and walks him at night. And it's that's so it. so random. It's and then so the movie's random. done, you know? Yeah. So I never want to watch this again. I don't blame you. Uh, this is a movie that seriously, if anybody really, really wants to watch it, I would suggest you get a group of friends and you get a few cases of beer or a hookah full of weed or whatever, just get zonked out of your mind, then pop it on and have everybody just try to figure out what the fuck is happening. You know what? If you actually want to be a smartass, challenge all of your friends to say, this movie's really deep, man. It's really fucking deep. Just watch this shit. And then just see <laughs> what your friends come up with as a challenge. That's what I would say. Look, I, I respect a lot of what Harmony Corinne does. But there is zero fucking chance that he will ever be able to explain to me, even if I sat down with him 
with a bottle of scotch and a quiet room for two hours, he could not fucking convince me that this movie had any fucking point. Yeah, I mean, do a challenge of how far you can get into it before you turn it off, because that was part of my problem. <laughs> yeah, how was your watch pattern, Chris? You watched 15 uh, minutes, right? Then I you watched turned it 15 off. minutes, and then I just, yeah, I just couldn't watch anymore. It was just too much at one time. So then I came back to it, and I watched another 20 minutes, and then I just figured, you know what? I'm just going to skip through this to get through it. And um, every 30 seconds, I was just like, you know, Forward, fast forwarding through and i got all the good parts good quote unquote parts <laughs> so it, it looks like then you got to as far as the part where the the guys who were faking to be conjoined twins were sort of caught up or bound in the tree and you just kept seeing this one dude's ass hanging out in his ball yes his ass was yes his ass was constantly out of the um the hospital gown that he was wearing <laughs> but he you know he did have some some things to say it would be nice to live without a head. <laughs> Think how much money you would save on shampoo and hats. <laughs> Models would be judged by their shoulders. And your ears would be in your armpits. And everyone would look like a stump. And sweaters, they would fit like socks. That just keeps happening for a while. So if you're really intrigued by what he was saying and where he was going with that, 20-minute mark at Trash Humpers. So there you yep. go. Okay, well, I think we've pretty much beat the horse that's already been beaten. So let's really get into it. How subversive do you think this movie was? I mean, subversive... I, I, really, I really don't know what to say about this movie, Art. Like, I... I... I'm dumbfounded that something like this actually exists. I really don't care about the backstory and what he was trying to prove. <laughs> like, there's other ways to do that. Um, and if it was his whole artist way of, of how he feels he had to communicate, this was just something that um, it's, it's just utterly disgusting. So I, I don't know. What, how subversive do you think that makes it in my synopsis? <laughs> do, honestly, my whole thing is it's really not that subversive. And I, this this could be a controversial statement for anybody who actually really cares about the show or what's going on here. I say it's not that subversive purely because of the fact if you do a bunch of weird shit for the sake of doing weird shit, that's not subversion. That's just doing weird shit. If you're doing it for an express story, you know, express purpose to to inform a narrative or to elicit something, you know, that's that's one thing. But this was really yes, there were moments that it disturbed and it caused some confusion and so on and so forth but it just doesn't track for me as being a truly subversive entry in cinema it's just a hodgepodge of weird shit done it it really doesn't belong in cinema in my opinion it belongs as a as a piece of visual art that you might see on loop in some you know modern art gallery or some shit so that's just me that's my hot take so i'm gonna have to give this thing uh right around the same as a, a talking cat around a two yeah yeah that's good i i'm gonna give it a zero okay well then let's average that together and we'll give it a one perfect there we go <laughs> and uh what does what does one do when you've uh, exhausted everything about a particular film well not much uh what i can do is tell you where you can find this so you can watch it and judge for yourself. You can uh, check this out, and if you disagree, please let me know on 
you know, Instagram or wherever you can find me. Tell me that I'm full of shit. You can email me at subversivecinemashow at gmail.com. Whatever works. So how do you watch this movie? <laughs> Good question. It's not really streaming anywhere. You will have to get it on DVD. Uh, and I actually understand there are VHS versions around somewhere. But to my knowledge, it's not streaming anywhere. But it is around. You can find it. Just just look a little harder. Or don't at all. So there you have it. Chris, do you have anything you'd like to share with the audience before we cut you loose? Don't waste your time. If I had to watch this again, I would kill myself. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you, you folks heard it here. Another satisfied customer. Oh, good times. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate it. Chris, thank you for really, you know, putting the barrel against your brain for this one. I promise you, the next movie you have, The Taint, you were going to have yes. so much more fun with. So, so Good. much more fun. I promise you. <laughs> and uh, we'll have a lot to say about that one. But you'll have to tune in later this season to hear all about that one. But for now, go check out Trash Humpers if you feel like it, but you really don't have to. And uh, until next week, stay subversive. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend and leave us a rating and a review. Visit SubversiveCinemaPodcast.com for more information and to become a patron on our Patreon. Find out about bonus materials and patron-exclusive merch. Subversive Cinema.